make yourselves comfortable. This is not going to be short. It's not going to be sound bites. Uh, but it is going to be detailed, at least in terms of uh, some of the things administratively that, that I think need, need to be done. By way of background, there's two uh, instances, one in the law and one in management, where it's acknowledged that when something happens that needs to be corrected, the subsequent discussion is relevant to how you fix it, not to laying blame. Uh, in the law, if there was a dangerous situation that caused an injury, you can't use uh, any improvements or changes that was made uh, to establish liability. A principle in management is that when you do a post-mortem on something that's gone wrong, the, the purpose of it is not to lay blame, but it is to fix it. So as a background, I want to make those, those two points. The central theme of, of what I, I wish to share with you is that just because something is lawful, it may still be unjust. Just because something is lawful does not mean it's right. Here in Wisconsin, as is the case in so many other states, we have standards and procedures which are the guidepost for, for law enforcement. Something can be done within those which does not mean it's necessarily right. Now, I want to go back uh, and what I'm about to share with you is going to cover 25, 30 years. When I returned to office in 1989, the city was in the middle of a quality improvement program, which we were to continue. We were to continue it until it fell into uh, neglect sometime in the first decade of this century. When you look at an organization, there are three component parts to an organization. There is the structure, there is the craft or the skill of the personnel, and there is the culture. In my own experience, and I've shared this for well over a decade in teaching management classes at the La Follette School at the University of Wisconsin, is that culture is probably 90% of what makes or constitutes an organization. Now, when I came back into office in 2011, I was disturbed by the demise of the Quality Improvement Program, uh, which we, we saw in a number of city agencies uh, very effectively working not only to produce efficient services, but high quality of services. At that time, the city had major financial problems. I wanted to get to the challenges of dealing with poverty in the community. 
and frankly did not want to engage in anything that would get me into more disagreements with the city council. That's behind us. But in the last year or so, I've become convinced that we have to reconstitute a quality program here in the city with a focus on culture. Actually, we've had a number of discussions with city staff and various departments on this for several months now. And it includes every single department, including the Madison Police Department. As we look to implementation and change, I don't have a specific plan at this time. We were working on it at a staff level. We will continue to meet. We will discuss it with the council leadership, the various city departments. But I want us to be in a situation where we are doing what is right and what builds trust rather than what might be the law. Years and years ago, the city of Madison legally was going into bars and asking patrons for identification. It was within the law. The Supreme Court of the United States said you could go into a bar, ask for an identification card, even when you had no probable cause. We ended that practice just because the U.S. Supreme Court said it was acceptable we didn't find it acceptable by Madison standards. It was pointed out to me uh, in, in these discussions when Mayor de Blasio came into office in New York City, there had been the practice of stop and frisk with no probable cause. That tests our Constitution and it certainly doesn't build trust and confidence within the community. Mayor de Blasio did the right thing. He ended that practice by, by the New York Police Department. So as we go forward in addressing the challenges, there will be a lot of discussion about technicalities and about laws. This is part of the subject of the study that the Madison City Council approved uh, earlier this month. But what I want to do is work with the City Council and work with the people of the city, the residents of Madison, its visitors, in getting into depth as to how we change performance in regards to culture and how we create a system that is focused on what is right and not what may be within the law. There's been a good deal of discussion about the young woman who was arrested at Easttown and about the officers who were involved in that arrest. That matter, for them as individuals, from the standpoint of the law, will be handled in other forums. The district attorney is responsible for the question of prosecution. 
and there's a process set up for investigation of the behavior and conduct of police officers, which ultimately lies with the Police and Fire Commission. The discussion I want is broader than that and respects the individuals involved. This should not be a defining moment in their lives, especially for the young woman who um, certainly should have every opportunity to go forward and, 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 and enjoy uh, being a resident of Madison. At the same time, uh, any police officer involved in an investigation has got their rights as well, and that too should be respected. There may be uh, a need to bring in professional assistance and help in this matter. And in that case, I'll be asking the City Council for an appropriation, which may run into six figures, uh, to start addressing how we go about with an improved culture and building trust throughout the organization. Uh, we cannot treat this incident as normal. Now, having said that, it's less than one fraction of a percent of arrests that result in a serious confrontation taking the person into custody. Our, our objective is to make that zero and when someone, an officer has to act uh, physically to take a person into custody, we want absolutely no problems involved in the effectuation of that arrest. This is a matter that's both of a legal nature and a matter of culture. We may not have the ability to completely control the law, but we can influence the culture. And so we will stay focused on that in the coming months and year. Any questions? Mayor, what is it about what you have seen on that videotape of the East Town Mall arrest that prompts you to uh, return to this question of whether the culture in the Madison Police Department and other departments has gone awry? I didn't say it's gone awry. I said that we need to change the culture and improve it. But, but what is it about what you've seen on the videotape that is another indication, if you will, perhaps, that prompts you to feel like we need to go forward and we need to examine culture? I didn't say it was another indication. You're uh, bringing it up on the heels of the videotape. Why? I'm bringing it up on the, on the heels of the videotape because what I saw is what really what, what, what everyone saw. I saw someone who was a suspect in a situation involving a knife taken into custody, and the process of taking that person into custody resulted in a great deal of force. 
force that we would all hope is not necessary. Like I said, it might be legal. I don't know. That's for an investigator and someone else to determine. But I would like to see arrests made without that kind of force. As it relates to uh, the practice that you had referenced have been taking place with the bars, Mayor, was, was that change the product of consultation between city leaders and, and the police department at the time? And if there is... I had extensive discussions with Chief Cooper about it at the time. As you look forward, if there was a need for any change in practice, it, is that what you envisioned, that there would be discussion and then there would be a recommendation from you? So this is a question. There is certainly going to be discussion. The discussion will undoubtedly involve the city council, myself, the police chief, police officers, as it relates to the police department. But I also expect that discussion to go beyond municipal officials. Now, I'm not interested in just one more discussion about what's wrong. What I'm interested in is a discussion that leads to specific acts that correct, corrects the, the deficit between what may be within the law and the kind of trust, the trust culture we want within the city. Mayor, when you see the video that's shot by a civilian, a bystander's phone, do you do you think there's a there needs to be a discussion about body cameras again for police officers? I I I, I do think uh, there there may be a need to do that, but keep in mind that certainly, given the angle at which that video was shot, that's not what a video taken from the body, a body camera of a police officer would have shown. Uh, one of the things I did in reviewing that video was imagined that both officers effect, who were affecting the arrest were wearing body cameras, and it would have been a very different uh, view than the one we had. But would you get a? Would you be able to get? The, the beginning as opposed to just a snapshot of what this individual showed? There, there would have been obviously a greater length of period of time leading up to it but again I don't know that body cameras are going to solve these problems. Uh, I'm confident that the way to solve these problems is a cultural change the construction of trust. That's, that's the solution. And, and, and that's what we have to focus on. What are your suggestions for initiating that sort of change? That's why I want to start the discussion. That's why I want the city staff involved. That's why I want the council. Uh, not specifically at this time. I'm not going to get ahead of the. I'm not going to get ahead of the narrative.
new mayor on Friday, Jim Palmer from the Wisconsin Professional Police Officers Association, told us that the practices and standards used across the country in departments, what we saw in that videotape, those methods were consistent with training and standards across the country. And you obviously network with all your mayoral colleagues. I, and others. I don't disagree with that. That's the point, is that it may well be within national standards and practices. I'd like to know that there is a different solution in that situation. And maybe that's the problem. We've been depending on these national standards and practices. That's what the discussion's about. That's what the, 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 the 400,000 is going to be spent on. It's going to be spent on seeing whether or not we meet them. So great, what if we do? How is that going to figure out a way that we do not have that situation repeated? When did you start noticing the change that you referred to in college? Well, I noticed when I came back in 2011. I noticed the change then, and I felt it was it was something critical uh, in in terms of the city. Is it worse five years later than in 2011, or is it the same? All I know is that it's five years later, and the absence of a uh, quality initiative in regards to management is showing itself just as it did in 2011. I mean, Mayor, as it relates to the police department specifically, how has what you observed in 2011 and going forward with culture change, how has that manifested itself with the police department specifically? I'm not going to go into any details, but I'll just give you one example where we had some uh, hazing of officers that may have been within the law, maybe not, um, which I don't think was, was acceptable. When did that occur, Mayor? Several years ago. Hazing by fellow officers, hazing other officers. We're talking, you see, this is the problem. Um, from my recollection, it was only one officer who actually participated in an unacceptable uh, activity involving some other officers. A couple of other officers had knowledge about it and didn't do anything about it. To me, that's a problem, both by the officer who acted on it and the officers who ignored it. That does not build trust within the organization. It sounds like you're describing the officer involved in the Paul Heenan shooting. shooting. I'm not.
you've, you've thrown out a very broad topic of how to change culture, but not really offered how you're going how you want to start the discussion. So what's what, what's going to happen after we all leave this room? How do you start? I'm going I, I will. Well, we had a staff team meeting this morning, something that was scheduled some time ago. About eight or nine city managers got together to discuss how we should go through a transition of implementing change. I've not had a report back from them from four hours ago, but that will happen. And like I said, I'm going to sit down and share that information with department heads. I'm going to share that information with council leadership, and we'll see what the recommendations are. One possibility is to return to what we had a number of years ago, and that is a quality, quality officer here in the city of Madison who was to lead, teach, and coach uh, as to how uh, to, to, to create trust and, and build a quality organization. That's one possibility. Another possibility that, that we're considering that, that I've thrown out there, given that we've got 3,000 city employees, and keeping in mind that the first time around it took well over 15 years to move the program through the entire organization, is perhaps to start with maybe two to 300 employees, all the ones who are either uh, managers or our participation on city staff teams. These are two different options. Maybe we'd do something involving both. Uh, I've already made inquiries uh, about buying two books that I think are very critical to the discussion. One is Mary Walton's book on the Deming Method, and the second is a book written by Peter Schultes, who at one time worked for the city, uh, on leadership. This book on leadership is just an excellent uh, uh, educational resource. Okay, thanks. Thank you.